I didn't feel like I needed to do anything to change. I thought that they were the ones that needed to change. That is the epitome of victim mentality. Sound familiar? If it sounds familiar, you probably have victim mentality. You've now accomplished the first step in overcoming victim mentality, and that's realizing that you have this mentality. Hi, I'm Barb Nangle. I want to welcome you to my podcast, Fragmented to Whole Life Lessons from 12-Step Recovery, where I help people heal their emotional, psychological, and spiritual wounds and make deep, lasting changes in their lives. I'm the founder and CEO of Higher Power Coaching and Consulting, LLC, where I coach people on how to develop healthy boundaries. On this podcast, I share my experience, strength, and hope from recovery. I don't support or endorse any particular 12-step recovery fellowship, and I don't claim to speak for any particular 12-step fellowship. I also don't believe that 12-step recovery is the only way to recover. You might need additional help. My hope is that you'll find my words concretely helpful in improving your life, whether you're in recovery or not. This is episode 172, Seven Steps for Coming Out of Victim Mentality. Step number one, the most important part of overcoming victim mentality is to actually realize that you have this mentality. The thing about this mentality is that it's super hard to see it when you're in it because it is a mode of thinking. And here's the thing, just because you have victim mentality doesn't mean you're a bad person. It doesn't mean you're a weak person. It just means that you've internalized this method of thinking. And you did so because for some reason it was useful to you. Chances are you have been victimized in some way, shape, or form, maybe multiple times in your life, and that's why you can't see it. If you haven't already listened to my earlier episode on victim mentality, you might want to start with that. It's episode three. I will put a link in the show notes. I made it clear in that episode that I had no fucking idea that I had victim mentality. I could spot a victim a mile away because I was going to rescue them because that's what I did. I was a rescuer, fixer, saver, and all that sort of thing. But the crack in the door for me to be able to see that I had victim mentality came when I started doing the steps. I realized that for every guy I ever dated, I thought, well, if he would just fill in the blank, then everything would be okay. And then I realized that I also thought that about my boss, and I thought that about my father, and I thought that about my brother, and I was like, holy shit. I keep acting like I have absolutely nothing to do with these relationships. The idea that I have absolutely nothing to do with the status of the relationships that I am 50% a part of is very clearly victim mentality. In other words, what I was thinking is that the relationship was happening to me as opposed to actively participating in the relationship. Now, when I look back, I can see that what I actually thought was I was responsible for all the good things in all those relationships and the other person was responsible for all the bad things. Now, 
This was not conscious. This was subconscious. I didn't feel like I needed to do anything to change. I thought that they were the ones that needed to change. That is the epitome of victim mentality. Sound familiar? If it sounds familiar, you probably have victim mentality. You've now accomplished the first step in overcoming victim mentality, and that's realizing that you have this mentality. Step two is look at who you are blaming. If you are constantly blaming other people for things, then chances are high you have victim mentality. Another really important way of overcoming victim mentality is to stop blaming others and take responsibility for your life. Now, this doesn't mean that no one has done anything. It just means that no matter what's happening in your life, no matter who caused it, it is your responsibility to change things if you want them to change. You can do this by actively searching for the things that you're doing that are creating the conditions that you're not happy with. In recovery, we call this looking for your part in things. For me personally, I realized there were all kinds of things that I was doing to create chaos in my life and to exacerbate the chaos that was going on around me. Maybe you have been holding on to things that are unsatisfactory to you. Maybe you've been in a long-standing relationship and it's just not working for you and hasn't been for a long time. There are things that you are doing that are keeping it that way. You are half of the relationship. It only takes one person to change a relationship. Most of us know that, but what we believe is that one person is our partner, not us. You have to do something different if you want things to change, whether it's in a relationship or elsewhere in your life. Stop waiting for your partner to change and take the reins yourself. This is part of the wisdom to know the difference referred to in the serenity prayer. What you can change is you and what you cannot change is your partner. Nothing changes if nothing changes. The most helpful thing for me in doing this was doing the step four inventory and recovery where you actively look for your part in things. The cool thing is that once you get accustomed to doing that, it's hard to stop doing that. And for me, that was the thing that really got me out of victim mentality and was by far the greatest gift of recovery. Because I started seeing, oh shit, I actually am doing things in all these areas of my life and in all these relationships that are perpetuating bullshit or creating bullshit. Step three, start being proactive instead of reactive in your life. If you're someone who's reactive to life rather than proactive, chances are very high you have victim mentality. You are acting as if life is happening to you and you must react to it as opposed to acting on life. Many of us develop this pattern because we have been in fight or fight, fight or flight mode most of our lives. 
The way fight or flight mode works is that something physiologically happens in the body whereby the frontal lobe of our brain gets shut down. This is where our higher order thinking happens. So the animal part of our brain that I call the lizard brain takes over because it senses there's some kind of danger. And when we're in that state, we're not supposed to think. We're supposed to take action. That is fight or flee. And in order to get us to act quickly, we can't spend all that energy on the thinking. But the problem is, in the modern era, many of us who grew up in dysfunctional families or were traumatized later in life live in fight or flight mode much of the time. Your system was not built for you to stay in fight or flight mode all the time. And by living in that mode, it means it's very hard to think clearly. And you just react with your lizard brain as if you're in danger. And the problem is when you can't think clearly, you can't live proactively. You live reactively. Learning to pause is by far the most important tool that you can use to stop being a reactor and becoming proactive. I'm not going to go into all the details of pausing because I have an entire episode on what that means and how to do it. It's episode eight. I'll also put a link to that in the show notes. When you pause and you take a nice deep breath, maybe even a few deep breaths, to calm yourself. You let your body know that you're safe and it's okay to get out of fight or flight mode. And then the chances of you being able to think clearly are much, much higher. As we say in recovery, if you're hysterical, it's historical. And what we mean by that is if you are reacting out of proportion to the situation, like maybe some tiny little thing happens, but you get super triggered by it, And you realize it's not about what's happening in the moment. What that means is something happened historically to you that the current situations reminds you of and your body is reacting as if you were in the past when you weren't able to cope with it and your system gets flooded. So you need to learn how to pause so you can stop being reactive and become proactive. Step four is making decisions ahead of time. Start making decisions ahead of time about how you want to live your life. The way I guide my boundaries coaching clients in doing this is I have them decide on their top three to five values and then start making decisions in your life based on those values. If you make decisions ahead of time based on your values, That means when situations arise, you've already made your decision that it doesn't matter what's going on in the moment. You act according to that decision that you made ahead of time. A very basic example might be that you've decided you're going to exercise three days a week. The decision has been made, so it doesn't matter how you feel when it comes time to exercise because you've already made the decision when you are thinking clearly with your rational brain. This allows you to live in line with your principles. What this means is you're not going to be reacting to life as if it's happening to you. That is like a victim. You're going to be acting on life proactively. And you may be wondering, 
How am I going to follow through on my decisions if I don't feel like it? And I'm reminded of what my very first sponsor said to me. And if you've been in recovery for a while, you've probably heard someone say it to you too. It doesn't matter what you think. It doesn't matter what you believe. It doesn't matter what you feel. It matters what you do. Your actions matter. So making decisions ahead of time and following through on those decisions is what mature adults do. And if you want to have a happy, joyous, and free life, if you want to come out of victim mentality, then you have to start following through on the decisions that you've made for yourself. Now, if you keep trying to do that and are absolutely unable to do that, then you might need some help. Perhaps your sponsor or maybe you need a coach like me or a therapist. But if you find yourself absolutely incapable of following through on decisions that you make for yourself, then get help. Victims don't look for help because they think they're not responsible for their lives. And that leads me to number five, which is reach out for help. Seek help from people who are actually able to help you. If you have been reaching out to the same person or people for years and years and they've been unable to help help you, stop fucking reaching out to those people and find somebody else out some find somebody else to reach out to. Find somebody who can actually help you. If it's someone in recovery, then look for someone who has what you want, ask how they got it, and then follow what they tell you. If you're going to go to a coach or a therapist, then talk to some of their former clients to find out if they can help you in the ways you need to be helped. If you work with them and don't see some improvement in a certain period of time, then move on to someone else. And guess what? I also have an episode on reaching out for help in case you need that. It's episode nine. I will also put that as a link in the show notes. Number six, I'm sure you're going to be shocked by this one. It's boundaries. Most people think of boundaries as something that you do in response to others. You react to what they're doing and then set a boundary. This is the case for very few of our boundaries. As a matter of fact, most of them are us deciding ahead of time how we want to live our lives and then living that way. That is us becoming an actor, not a reactor. Boundaries help us understand what's ours and not ours. Who's in charge of what? Most people with victim mentality have very poor boundaries. They don't think they're in charge of anything to do with their life. In fact, they probably blame others for walking all over them. Meanwhile, they haven't set any boundaries. When we learn to set boundaries, we've determined who owns what, and we act accordingly. Step seven, start making choices in your life. Victims don't perceive that they have choices. They often say things like, I didn't have a choice. Well, it may feel like you don't, but you do. If you stay at a job you hate because the pay is fantastic, that is a choice. You're choosing money over contentment. 
Once you see that something like that is a choice, you come out of victim mentality. Having choices means you recognize what it's costing you. Then you decide whether to take action or not. If you decide not to take action, that's fine. But recognize going forward, this is a choice I'm actively making. I'm choosing to stay in this job I don't like because the pay is so good. And then stop bitching and complaining about that job because you chose it. As you can see, there are lots of benefits of coming out of victim mentality. The primary one is that you get to be a mature adult and live your life the way you want. So you are much more likely to be happy, joyous, and free when you've taken the reins of your life. And I want to reiterate, you are not a bad person. You are not a weak person. If you have victim mentality, you were likely victimized to the point where you internalize this mentality and it's so deep and so subconscious that you don't even know you have it. Hopefully, these seven steps will get you out of it. And as a recap, here's what they are. Number one, realize that you have this victim mentality. Number two, look at who you're blaming. Number three, become proactive rather than reactive. Number four, make decisions ahead of time. Number five, reach out for help. Number six, set boundaries. And I have like a gajillion episodes about that. I'm not even going to list them. And number seven, discern where you're making choices. If you're ready to finally have an enjoyable, relaxing summer doing things you really want to do, instead of always following other people's agendas, I have some openings for private clients right now. If you are really tired of saying yes to things you really don't want to do and being overly accommodating to others, this is for you. It's time to start accommodating yourself. Maybe you're dissatisfied with your relationships and overwhelmed with all kinds of difficult feelings because of your interactions with others. If you'd like to get your life in order before the summer hits, go to barbchat.net and sign up for a free 30-minute call with me about my private coaching so we can get started right away. That way, you'll be done by summer. This is for people who are finally ready to make deep, lasting changes in their relationship patterns, including their relationships with themselves, their partners, family, friends, and colleagues. Go to barbchat.net. If you like this podcast, and I'm guessing you did or you wouldn't still be listening, then you're going to love the other things I have to offer. If you'd love pre-released podcast scripts and episodes before anyone else gets them, or if you'd love access to content from my private vault that I developed exclusively for my private clients, which is like having a work session with me without me actually being there, go to patreon.com slash higher power coaching. There are three tiers ranging from as low as $4 up to $24 a month. You'll also love my weekly newsletter, Friday Fragments, 
which has content very similar to the podcast. You can check it out at fridayfragments.news. That's fridayfragments.news. Please like and subscribe to my podcast on your favorite podcast outlet. I'd also love it if you'd leave a review, which you can do either in the show notes or on Apple Podcasts. It really helps other people find my podcast so they can get the benefits you've gotten from listening. If someone came to mind when you listened to this particular episode, please share it with them. And my favorite place to hang out on social media is Instagram. I'm at Higher Power Coaching. Please DM me there. I'd love to hear what you got from this episode. I run group and private coaching programs on building healthy boundaries. Whether you need help with boundaries in your personal, professional, or romantic life, I can help. Head on over to barbchat.net where you can hop onto my calendar for a free 30-minute Better Boundaries consultation. My ideal client is someone who is ripe for change. If that's you, I would love to work with you. My goal with all my work is to help you make lasting changes in your life like I've made deep, lasting changes in my life. Remember, it's never too late to recover. No one is beyond hope and healing is possible. Thanks for listening.